You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm sitting down today with Bruce Adams and GP. Good afternoon, Bruce. Good afternoon, GP. It's good to see the both mm-hmm. of you. GP, how was your Thanksgiving? It's good to see you. Lots of food. Thanks, Johnny. Back to you. <laughs> but it's a spirit, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's yes, what it, it is. Yes, it is. It's the spirit of it. Yes, I'm... Uh, so I have to ask... I would like to you... apologize. We had more than we had more than one person oh, at our did. Thanksgiving. I was going to yes. ask, did you follow the social distancing protocols? Did you follow the coronavirus protocols? For the state of California. I absolutely did not follow those protocols. <laughs> I, uh, do I need to put the little the beep spirit, in there? I, I had to, I, I was following the Mussolini protocol. So that's, 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 I, I, well, you, to be you, fair, you were following, you were following the spirit of it. Yeah, the, the spirit, spirit yeah. of it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he was, and that was now, more to be important. fair, he was at the restaurant. He was following his protocol too. I mean, I made a bad mistake. Yeah, see, he made a bad mistake. You see, I mean, that's it, it's clearly. I mean, he uh, now are are you saying you made a bad mistake too? By no, uh, no, no, no. Mine was a not so bad mistake. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. It's a spirit, yeah, yeah. right? It's the spirit. It's a spirit. Of what, it was a yeah. spirit of my actions that yes. That's good. Glad you had a nice Thanksgiving, Bruce. How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's fantastic. Lots of food. Uh, some you know family games like horseshoes and enjoyed seeing some family that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, some of them came down from other states and joined us. So, yeah, it was good. I miss pitching horseshoes, man. That was one of the things that uh, that I used to do. I mean, that's a Midwestern thing when you got nothing to do, right? Yeah. Or you're having, a, having yeah. a bonfire in the evening, you know? that's uh, Yeah, you're out there pitching horseshoes. You got a barbecue going, right? I mean, that's, that's the fun stuff. I, I like that. Uh, were either one of you at a local Walmart beating and stabbing people for PlayStation 5s on Friday? Apparently, my cousin did. I haven't heard from him since, so I don't know if he survived. I was going to say, um, did he get the stabbing? or? <laughs> I don't know. No, actually, it's usually fairly calm around here. It's busy, but not not crazy. GP, how was your Black Friday? Uh, I was too busy violating the, the order. You were vi- violating the COVID orders? Yeah. <laughs> I made a bad mistake. Yeah, yeah. See, I, mean, I understand. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know actually what happened with the... Uh, that was going on like at Best Buy and all that. I don't. I have no idea. No, I don't actually, know. You got the news. So was there anything bad? Let I don't me know. know. I, I, Tell me honestly, what happened in L.A. I, I honestly I, I don't have any idea because what supposedly happens every year on uh, the Black Friday this year didn't happen because everyone has covid and everyone's going to die. So we, we can't. Have... No, no. According to the to right now, we've got stats. Less people have died in 2020 than in 2019. So thanks to COVID-19, COVID-19 has saved lives. It's fantastic. So it's please. also saved lives against the uh, the seasonal flu as well. It's I mean, it's there is no more flu. It's taken. There's over. no there's no seasonal flu. It's not showing no. up anywhere. Yeah. Nope. COVID is the uh, is the is the cost is the Amazon of the of the uh, bacterial and viral world. <laughs> it's the Amazon. Uh, well, uh, cancer as well. We haven't had any yeah. more cancer deaths. It, that's, it's right. COVID. that's right. That's we, right. We've cured yeah. cancer. Car accidents. Yeah. Those are those are gone. Those are those are out of there. Yeah. Those are out of the. That's thing. all been I, solved. Suicides. No, no more suicides. Well, except for no, Japan. no. They do mention they do mention those. They do mention those a lot. The suicides, as they can get more money for uh, assistance, which I I am for. Please, we do need when people do need to get help. That yeah, there is help did. available. I did actually see a statistic. Japan had more people die of suicide in October than the entire year from COVID. That's um, pretty bad. Well, to be honest That's with bad. you, I mean, what what's actually going on in the airports? Are, are people are there flights in and out of LAX? Or are they are they yeah. running? Yeah, absolutely. My uh, okay. uh, I've got people that uh, or just got back from flying up north. Well, what was going on at uh, Chicago O'Hare? Same thing. Place was was full day before Thanksgiving, day, mm-hmm. two days before Thanksgiving, jammed full of people. So people don't care. There was no social distancing. There was none of that stuff going on. People just don't care. Well, because they're uh, looking at the homeless camps. They're not drop homeless camps. Aren't people aren't dropping like flies? So they're looking well, and people are going to the Walmart and everywhere else and in crowds. And people, uh, when was the last time any of you have gone to gone out and saw somebody just walking and drop? I haven't. Anybody? No. 
Um, not from COVID. Yeah, if someone well, falls that's, over, that's I mean, what I'll... we were told. Remember, back in February, that's what we were told. Yeah, that people true. were dropping, walking on the streets, just dropping and dying by the hundreds and thousands, and then we went over to the Biden video. millions. We went yes. over video from China during that yes. time because it hadn't done it. Nothing had happened here yet. It was mm. just starting to bloom. And we were going over those videos to see if they were accurate and kind of looking over mm. them because they were saying people were dropping dead there in, in mm. China. And it turns out um, none of that was happening, actually. It was a lot of those. Well, when we were going over it, we, we, we discussed it. And it turns out that a lot of it was like people being evicted and having to sleep on the streets and whatnot because – they were possibly had COVID and then, you know, the mm-hmm. landlords were basically kicking him out. Well, I do have some news. You asked what was going on in L.A. Well, your mayor. Please be uh, tinfoils. Has, well, no, no. Your, your mayor oh. has come out and said that he will shut off water and power to homes hosting large parties or gatherings this holiday season. He's already done it. Already done it. I don't know why he's saying he's going to do it. He's already been doing it. Well, I was going to say so, he's been doing that for a while, but yeah. but we're going into the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a name for this, by the way. This is this is actually what Fascism. you this is a, What? Well, it is, but the form that's that's being taken here is is a tactic that's called siege. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. They cut off your your access to resources, and that's what they're mm-hmm. doing here. Uh, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti said on Wednesday he's authorizing the city to shut off utility service to properties where large parties and gatherings are held. That's out of mm-hmm. CBS L.A. Uh, Garcetti mm-hmm. said that starting Friday, the L.A. Department of Water and Power will cut off water and power service in egregious cases where unpermitted large parties and gatherings take place. It came hours after City Councilman David uh, Ryu, sorry if I got that wrong, mm-hmm. uh, introduced a motion to increase penalties for property owners who hold large house parties in violation of public health orders. So just to be clear, peaceful assembling is your legal right. Just just making that clear. Because I, I don't know if the, your, your mayor understands that, that you have constitutional rights that dictate you have the, the right to peacefully assemble that the government cannot take away because it is a God-given right, according to You're talking to a state that does not believe in the Constitution. Yes. Yes. The state doesn't believe in the Constitution and thinks it should be removed because it's racist. But they, they don't believe any part of the Constitution. Here, the Constitution from one to whatever it ends at is void and no, is null and void. It, it, it shouldn't be part I, of any of the political stuff going on here. That's what they say. I understand, I but... Mm-hmm. But OK, let's let's look at it like this. Let's look at the situation that's going on in Los Angeles. OK, for just as an example, because here you have a mayor. Yeah, here, here you have a mayor who says that he's going to shut off water and electricity to those that have large gatherings in their homes. OK, first and foremost, he has no right to do that. OK, that's the first thing. The second thing, let's look at the actual power grab itself from the mayors and from the governors, not just in the United States, but around the world in our constitutional uh, systems. Right, our democratic systems, they don't have the power to do this. They're just doing it. There there is I'm, no I'm, go ahead. I'm gonna push back. Because nobody's stopping them. That's exactly. It. That's they it. Have the power we are get they we're giving them the power. Yeah. We're giving them the power to do this. What I'm saying is is legally they have no authority to yeah, do what legally they're doing. they have no grounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So under but the they proposals, can lock you they can lock you up for twenty four hours. They can hold you for twenty four hours, but that's until they can come up with some kind of evidence. They have nothing, uh, any kind of evidence. They can hold you under suspicion, but then they got to kick you loose. That's the way yeah, it is. I've, do it nine times in a row. Wait, that, is that even constitutional? Not really, but they do it. That's not even constitutional. They can't do that. Well, they you're make-believing the you're make-believing these people actually care about the Constitution at this point, or any Constitution for that matter. <laughs> Under the proposal, penalties for large gatherings could include water and power shutoff, permit prohibitions, and having a certificate of occupancy held or revoked for any large, close contact, largely maskless gatherings in direct violation of city emergency orders or county health orders. And this is the quote from the councilman in Los Angeles. He says, despite a pandemic that has killed thousands in Los Angeles. Some homeowners are choosing to put everyone at risk by renting out their homes to massive house parties. This is irresponsible, bordering on deadly, and it must be stopped. GP, you rent your house out? Yeah, just for a big massive party. <laughs> just I for mean, a party. Just for, I mean, it's it's a, uh, it's a protest. Yep. And we're just going to happen to gather 
at the location that location and we're well, going to uh that's a that's good well protest that's, good. that's it because, because Pro- well, tell well, you protesting what. you know lots of drinking have to be involved in protesting well that's good because they're mm-hmm. they're actually Dance there's a curfew me. i also learned there's a curfew in los angeles now i think it's 10 p.m to 5 a.m yes yeah there's a curfew are, are people following that yes Really? In my area, yeah. So it is in my area, except for we have a sixty thousand homeless people, so it's kind of hard to stop them. I was going to say, but, I yeah. don't think they have a curfew. The homeless, <laughs> they just kind of, they kind of. <laughs> no, even, even in my area, area we have we have about I don't know, twenty four hundred. I don't know, some somewhere around there, homeless population near us and uh, around us. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, they 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 wander twenty four seven. You know, you pick them up on. The local uh, real quick. everybody's rings that are nearby. Go ahead. With all the packing and moving and stuff I'm doing, I was actually presented with a um, a paper from a family member from years ago, back in the 40s. Uh, I don't have the paper in front of me, so I can't read off some of the stuff that they, they were talking about. But basically, all the stuff we're talking about was, was mentioned in the paper as far as these um, government dictating what you can and can't do. And you know, you know what it was back then? Hmm. Fascism. It was, it was from 1948, I think when the paper was written and it was, uh, they were in, uh, middle school or high school or something at the time. And they wrote a paper on this. And this is literally some of the stuff they were talking about. Some of the stuff that happened in Nazi Germany. And they were talking about, um, um, exactly what we're talking about today. Uh, about these kind of lockdowns and these kind of uh, governments basically telling you what you can and can't do as a business. Well, is it filtering down? Well, they to tell other... us right now. They Go do. Ahead, Johnny. Is it filtering down to other industries? This is where I want to kind of transition a little bit. Is it filtering down to other industries? Airports, of course, with traveling and everything during the holiday season, airports are deploying virus-killing robots during the holidays. And we'll get to another industry here in just a second. But Holiday travels, I mean, we kind of knew all this was going to be interesting anyway during the pandemic. Were people going to follow it? Were they not going to follow it? People have been fearing over this, uh, and I'm doing the air quotes, second wave. What did I say? Second wave's a cold and flu season. It's been exactly that, hasn't it? The second wave is a cold and flu season. Flu hasn't bothered to show up. Hasn't bothered to show up. They're not counting it. In fact, you say, well, how are they getting these these, uh, blockbuster headlines by saying the hospitals are becoming overrun? But here, if you go into a hospital... You're a COVID patient. That's how they're saying the hospitals are, are surging. Is that what's happening in Los Angeles? Um, well, when you reduce the capacity of, like, say, the emergency room to 20% of normal capacity, uh-huh. you could say it's surging. And that's what they're doing here, is they're okay. reducing its capacity. And so, say you normally see 30 people a day for, I'm just, that's a low number, by the way. But let's say that you're seeing 30 people a day for, you know, silly injuries. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, my capacity, I'm going to reduce it down to 20 people. Well, the 30 people are still going to do silly things and injure themselves. So you're right. saying, oh, my God, now I'm overwhelmed when and you that's were what doing that before. That's yeah, that's doing. exactly what they're doing here with the ICUs as well. They've knocked the number mm-hmm. of beds down by like half. Mm-hmm. And the people that are normally in the ICU for whatever are now all the ICUs surge to capacity. We don't know what to do. Well, you've reduced the numbers. You've changed mm-hmm. the statistic. You've moved the goalposts, right, Bruce? Yeah, not only that, though, they've also, um, many of these hospitals have laid off some of their, or furloughed, whatever, uh, some of their staff. So not only is their capacity down, but they're required to lower capacity just because they don't have the staff anymore. So the thing is, is are people buying it? That's the question. Are they buying it? We're talking about a virus that kills less than 1% of those that it infects. Okay. So do people buy that or do people even care? You got 1 million travelers that basically threw through U.S. domestic airports last Friday. That's the second highest daily total since the pandemic hit last spring. So you have to ask yourself, do people care? GP asked the question, are people, when was the last time you walked down the street? Are people falling over dead in the streets? No, but that's what we're being told. Are the hospitals, yeah, are the... Are the hospitals surging? No. If there was a hospital that was being overrun, I've said it here a hundred times. If a hospital, any hospital, I don't care which one, if a hospital was being overrun, you would see every news camera in the nation down there on it. So you could get the fear out of it. Fear is the weapon here. Never forget that. Airlines are jumping through all kinds of hoops to keep regulators and worried passengers off their backs, more or less. Right. Because there's the fear factor. There's the shock factor. So they're mandating people wear masks, things like that. And of course, Qantas Airlines of Australia has come out this week and said, oh, you're not going to be able to fly international with us until you have a vaccine. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not flying Qantas anymore. 
If that's the case, it's not going to happen. You've already got UK companies that are saying that they're going to boycott the entire airline. And this is what's going to happen. Look at what's going on in the streets of Europe. Pick any European nation where it's being upended right now by upheaval in the streets. You think those people are going to take a vaccine? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that. So airports are going to try measures such as, well, I don't know. I think a lot of them are already doing this thermal imaging, right, to scan fevers. Are you people insane? Well, that's that's a rhetorical question. Don't answer that. But they're also doing like touchless kiosk and they're trying to do social distancing requirements and all that stuff. And it's it's just to use a pun. It's not flying, right? It's not flying. People aren't buying it. So San Antonio down in Texas, the San Antonio International Airport, they've gone a little bit further with it. They're deploying a virus fighting robot that shoots bursts of UV light onto surfaces. Now that I actually I, I can go with because I think that pretty much kills all, you know, all viruses and and you know pretty much sanitizes whatever surfaces out there. Of course, does it survive on surfaces? Well, yes it does and then well tomorrow it doesn't and then the day before or the day after that, well then it does but it doesn't, but then it's on there and it's there for a certain amount of time and that these people got more flip-flops and uh, it's it's ridiculous. So it's called Light Strike and other airports are considering whether they would invest in the listen to this, $125,000 for one of these robots. And it's been shown to be effective in in fighting against viruses and well more in particular uh, any any form of coronavirus. As I say any form, any form because there's more than one. Of course if you watch the news you'd think there's only one form out there and it's killing everybody. Some airports are going to uh, watch to see whether uh, the travel improves over the coming weeks, which is it true Bruce that I heard that flight is back by 50% as opposed to what it was say uh, back in uh, the start of the pandemic. So we've actually bounced back by 50% up to this point. Is that about right? For the holiday season. Yeah, it's yeah. up. Yeah. I've uh, out of curiosity, this, uh, this drone, is it, um, is it only doing like the ground where you walk? Well, it, because... uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's actually, I'm looking at a picture of it. It's actually got Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like a little uh, light that pops up out of the top or like a little column and it looks like it just kind of rotates or something. I, I'm not sure. But uh, it well, says that. Go ahead. Uh, I, I asked because um, the the strength of the light that they require, the type of uh, light, the UV light, I believe it's UVC is actually the one. But either way, the UV light that it requires is actually damaging to the eye, to the human eye. So for them to do this on a large scale, how are they ensuring their customers are not at risk of being blinded? Well, that's a good question. Their CEO has made a statement. It says that, uh, well, of course, the um, the robot business in general, they say, is up on average around 600% since the pandemic. Of course, we knew that that was coming, right? Because robotics are in the future. This is why they want 5G. Which we'll talk about. We're we're gonna do some tech stuff on. Uh, I think I think we're gonna do that on what Wednesday. I think it's gonna be yeah Wednesday. We're gonna do a whole bunch of tech stuff. So we'll get into stuff like that because there was an announcement here uh, that I want to try and dig a little bit more on about going cashless nationwide. So I, I want to talk about that as well. Oh, but cool. anyway, tech on Wednesday. Nothing but tech on Wednesday. Uh, anyway, uh, says this is the quote from the uh, the CEO uh, Morris Miller. He says that when you bring something like SARS COVID two into focus. Institutions like hotels, airlines, professional sports teams, they're looking for what's best in class to kill it. So the 43-inch tall, uh, the 43-inch tall UV producing robot with seven-foot effective radius, there's your answer, seven-foot effective radius, were initially developed for hospitals as a method of eliminating viruses and antibiotic-resistant bacteria, and was recently picked up by a local school district in Texas, according to this report that I'm looking at. And so uh, they say that the CEO continues to uh, go on and he says, it's been known for decades that UV radiation can destroy viruses by chemically altering their genetic material. However, different pathogens are susceptible to UV light at varying wavelengths. Many traditional UV devices use low intensity mercury bulbs, which means they may take longer to kill organic materials such as viruses. By contrast, light strike robots have a powerful xenon UVC light source capable of damaging the DNA and RNA of viruses in a matter of minutes. So they say this particular robot in a test conducted by the Texas Biomedical Research in San Antonio, the light strike robot, which is what this is, destroyed COVID-19 in two minutes and has shown to be effective at killing certain superbugs such as C. diff. So I'm I'm curious as to why I, okay, so I'm all for innovating, and I'm all for these kind of ideas, but that, this one seems ineffective in a sense. The amount of robots you're going to have to have scouring the area, because 
let's say it does um it does a, a, an area within um what 20 minutes right right so it, it has this little area it does every 20 minutes or so you have one person that walks through there that's infected they're going to contaminate the area until the robot does another sweep and it takes time for that robot to to kill it mm-hmm. off so during that time you can reinfect somebody which the infection rate on surfaces is really low anyway blah 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 you know but i'm just saying like with the hysteria that they're showing or or ginning up and the effectiveness of this robot, anybody that researches it is, well, I guess they're expecting you not to research it. So it's kind of, that answers my question. I think it comes down to to money, right? I mean, this is this is a, a booming industry and everyone's looking to, uh, to cash in on this, right? So this is just, look, uh, we're fighting this and we're taking all the necessary steps and here's, here's the contract money. This contract was awarded to so-and-so. Everybody gets rich, blah, blah, blah. But yet again, we're fighting something that has less than a 1% fatality rate overall. So we're investing billions and billions of dollars. And we have this bustling industry that's emerging in robotics, which is the way they want it to go to put everybody else out of work. And we're doing all this because of a less than a 1% fatality rate. What's the fatality rate on um, diabetes? Secondhand, how about secondhand smoke? Do you want an exact number? Yes, I actually do on secondhand smoke. (laughs) Which country? US? US, of course. Because, you know, we have, because according to Joe Biden, we have 3 billion people infected. 41,000. 41,000 people died. In the U.S. Of secondhand smoke. Of secondhand smoke. Okay. Well, that's It says, um, they're saying about 7,000 of those are from lung cancer, 33,000 to 34,000 roughly are um, heart disease. Mm, Okay. Well, here's the question. What about alcohol-related deaths? Well, those are all COVID now doesn't matter. Here's the problem. We're going to have a a hard time pulling exact statistics now because everything's been turned into COVID. All of it. 95,000. 95,000. There you go. And I think, what was it? uh, What was it? Kamala Harris said we've had uh, 220 million Americans have died. She's on board saying the same thing that Biden has been saying. Yeah. 220 million Americans Americans have died. Have died in the last few months. Yeah. In the US alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Those those are your next leaders of the free world. OK, uh, how is this going to so continue? Two thirds, two thirds of America is dead. Yes. Yes. Two thirds of Do America. Do we have that clip of Kamala saying 220 million? I would just like to have that in our repertoire because the powers that be keep saying that you have to listen to every word. Oh, my gosh. Because somebody, you know, anybody that's the enemy, I guess they'll say, look what they said 45 years ago. But if we could have something that they said four minutes ago. So let's play that clip of uh, Kamala Harris saying that 220 million of Americans have actually died in the last few months. We are in the midst of a public health epidemic that has taken the lives of over 220 million Americans in just the last several months. OK, you just go straight from the beginning of the clip. That's all you need is that little piece of that clip. Right. Is that is that all you needed? Yeah, that's, that's literally all I needed. That is. Hilarious. Wow. Um, here, here's another one. Uh, did she do it again? No, she did it again. She, she did it twice. She was actually standing in a, in a gymnasium doing it, a high school gymnasium. Um, we're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. Okay. What kind of robots are running for our office here? Well, um, the, I the mean, most people, people, sorry, sorry. We don't, I'm not allowed to, there are no robot robots in, <laughs> I can't yeah, as he, that. as he misspoke, yeah. yeah, as he misspoke, yeah. the malfunctioning well, robots, is it? Look, look, look at Facebook, right? Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You lizard boy. I mean, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Boy, you're on one today, aren't you, GP? All right. Hey, just because a guy blinks sideways does not mean. <laughs> He's so, from an alien planet, <laughs> right? Uh, we got plenty coming up on. Uh, we got plenty coming up on Zuckerberg on Wednesday this week. So uh, we do. let's, yeah, we do. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk Santa, right? Santa. I don't know if you guys saw this Satan? or not, but what? Santa Claus. You know, Nicholas. Oh Santa yes, Claus. yes, yes. Sorry. Like let's uh, let's talk Santa Claus. As a matter of fact, I don't know if Santa is actually going to be available because. Uh, he was just arrested in London yesterday for protesting anti-government lockdowns. It was very sad to see that. Mall Santas, right? That's going to be a big thing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everybody always takes their kids to the mall this time of year, right? To see Santa, get a picture with Santa. Oh, you can't do that anymore. They've been forced to adapt to uh, Christmas with COVID is what they're calling it. Isn't that, isn't that great, GP? Christmas with COVID. Oh, that is awesome. I isn't can't, it? That is awesome. I love that. Christmas with COVID. <laughs> yes. It sounds, Chris- like a, sounds like one of these horror movies you're going to. Isn't it? Yeah. And it was a dark night. 
and snow COVID came to town. <laughs> the snow kept falling, but nothing was as deadly as COVID. Now, here's the interesting thing. What have they actually done? What are, what are they doing with this? Okay, you notice we have those acrylic barriers everywhere now, right? We have mm-hmm. those things all over the place, which are completely ridiculous, to be honest, on everything. All that is is to separate you and to, to further wall you off from what you know is normal. That's all that's designed to do. It's designed to disrupt your interaction with another person, with another human being. That's what it's designed to do. So now they've gone further with this. With this Christmas with COVID campaign, which uh, the marketing industry is having a heyday with this, uh, they have, now they have, of course, the, the you know you guys know the snow globes? You know the little, uh, the little things that you shake up and the snow all falls around inside of it? Yeah, the little glass uh, orb or whatever it is, the little glass sphere. Okay, so now you have Santa's and... Uh, and, and people standing in between glass barriers inside of snow globes and, and acrylic snow globes. Those, those are now appearing uh, and other barriers are now up between you and, and Father Christmas. So now Santa Claus, right? St. Nick, St. Nicholas will pose for photos from inside an acrylic snow globe in Richmond. So now they're doing this from an actual snow globe in, in Richmond. Uh, he'll be barricaded behind an eight foot picture frame in Lakewood, Colorado and in Gruen, Texas. I believe I said that right. Green, Texas. Cowboy Kringle, right? <laughs> cowboy Kringle. That's funny. Who wears red leather chaps and a cowboy hat will keep socially distant by asking visitors to sit on a saddle positioned six feet away from him. <laughs> Bruce, you're shaking your head. You don't approve of this? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, this year's holiday photos will have a um, decidedly pandemic feel, they say. No more sitting on Chris Kringle's lap or whispering in his ear, telling him what you want for Christmas. No, no, no. Can't do that anymore. Of course, you can't pass him a note either. I don't think you can mail letters to Santa anymore because now COVID will go through the mail. Don't think you can do that. Instead, well, he's venues. In the, he's in the at risk age range. Oh, yes. He, yeah, he's at, yeah, right. Right. He's in the at risk category. Sure. Instead, venues are increasingly requiring reservations, masks and temperature checks. So Santa is also now they've, they've tried another approach with this, too. He's also going to host drive through events. Uh, attaching face shields to his hat and trading in his white cloth gloves for disposable ones to protect himself and others. Uh, GP, you, you talked before about what gloves do. And I love people that wear all those disposable gloves and everything, you know, the, the latex gloves and the rubber gloves and everything. Mm-hmm. What do those actually do? Do those do those actually help when it comes to this? They don't do Well, that. considering that most people use the gloves like they like. You got. You have to keep changing your gloves. Yeah, that's yes, you do. That's a same with your mask. Same thing with your mask. But the problem is, is every time you're touching your face, you're just spread because you where you pick up the most amount of contaminants is your hands because you're touching literally everything. And the the worst thing you can possibly do is bring it to your face. So when you're adjusting your mask, you're putting on your mask, you're doing all these things. Unless your hands were sterile beforehand, you're just putting cooties all over your face. Which is why doctors scrub up before they go into an OR they, and they don't touch exactly. anything. They hold their they, arms uh, out yes. and then they get yes. gloved by the nurse while they're in there. Yes. So gloves, what you're saying is is disposable gloves do more harm than good. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm definitely not saying gloves do more harm than good. Gloves are fantastic, but gloves on the side of the road, throwing them out wherever you use them, that's a bad thing. Okay, so an environmental you know, thing. Okay, environmentally, it's terrible, but for health, it's a good thing. But you have to understand, they have to be changed or cleaned. And the great thing about gloves, here's the thing about gloves, is you can actually use harder chemicals to clean these gloves to make them virtually sterile. You're not going to be able to sterilize these the gloves. But you can make them a lot cleaner than your hands because the chemicals that you can use on them in order to, you know, to just to... Uh, Mm-hmm. inactivate this virus. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, again, everything about uh, everything about Santa is going to be different this year. The The important thing is, is that people are trying to find a way to to keep it traditional. Well, I don't know how you keep it traditional with all this crap, to be fair. But um, they're saying that virtual bookings are now a thing, right? So if you want to sit down virtually with Santa, you can do that. Yeah, that's safe, right? Unless COVID can travel through a microphone and through a a screen somehow. I mean, I think if you work for the US EPA, they say that you have to wear the mask on the Zoom call, even if you're at home alone. So I think they're worried about, you know, virus transmission through through that. It was the EPA, right, Bruce? Where uh, they had to wear was, the mask on the Zoom call? Um, yeah, it was one of the health departments. Yeah, we yeah. Have some uh, it, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, they're, all, they're all a bunch of useless idiots anyway. So a lot of people are saying that it's unexpected to be able to deal with all of this. It's, it's completely unexpected. Why would you expect it to be any different? They say... 
And when I say they, I'm talking about uh, the World Economic Forum. They say that Western values will be challenged over the next 10 years. Would you argue that Thanksgiving and Christmas are being challenged right now? Forget 10 years from now. They're being challenged right now, aren't they? Bass Pro Shops. Bruce, you go to Bass Pro Shop? You like Bass Pro Shops? Yeah. Uh, the place I used to live had a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, love those places. There. Cabela's, same yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah, I'd love Cabela's. Uh, uh, Bass Pro Shop. brand, I believe now. Uh, did they buy the, did they, did they merge? Yeah, okay. Merged, yeah. I think okay. So. so, oh yes, yeah, right here. Uh, Bass Pro Shops, which also owns Cabela's. St. Nicholas is going to be stuck behind an acrylic shield, while Elves serve as, you ready for this one? They serve as Santa's sanitation squad. And they estimate somewhere around 95,000 families, which, you know, Cabela's is, and Bass Pro Shops, big stores, big superstores. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a lot of people going in and out of there. Uh, they stop by for uh, for photos uh, during Santa's first week at 176 stores nationwide in the U.S. But yeah, Santa's sanitation squad, that's great, isn't it? It's great, isn't it? Again, is Christmas being challenged? Is a Western tradition being challenged? Is a Western value being challenged? So here's the bigger problem. Here's the bigger problem. So you've got struggling retailers because of the pandemic, right? So you have you have that part of it. Uh, and a lot of them are being sent into bankruptcy because of the sharp drop off in foot traffic because of people are, you know, people are too scared to go out or they're being shut down or whatever. And I heard I heard somewhere this week that they're talking about actually shutting even the big boxes down in certain states, as in they're going to start uh, limiting them is into how much of a capacity. And you know something? Maybe that right there would be the key. Because right now you have all the major corporations on board with it, right? Target, Walmart, you know, all, all the big ones, right? They're on board with all this agenda. But if they are crazy enough, and I believe that they are, the architects of this, if they are crazy enough to say, okay, Walmart, Target, you're going to have to limit 50% of your foot traffic in your stores. I don't think they're going to be too happy about that, are you? I don't think they're going to be happy about that. I think that's where you might start to see a pushback on the agenda from the bigger corporations, because at the end of the day, their job, their goal is their bottom line. They want profits, 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 and they're not they're not going to get it with reduced capacity. Not only that, but the uh, the customer, they're going to like if you start regulating when people can go in, how many people can go in, you're going to have the, for example, the soccer mom, right? She has some place to go. There's only a certain time frame that she's available to go to the store. And if she goes to the store and can't get in at that time frame, she's going to turn into a Karen. And you're going to get a lot of Karens and you're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, so it, it's um, it's not going to be good. No. And no, it's if not people be good. can't get their food, they can't get their products, you're going to start seeing some riots in the street. It's going to get hairy. Yeah. And and again, I believe this is where corporate and that's going to put corporations on the uh, on the hook for that, too. Because if they're going to have to abide by that, then the corporations are going to have to push back and say, uh, wait a minute, hold on a minute. Then they'll start coming around. I'm just working this in my head. Then they're going to start coming around and saying, wait a minute, uh, you told us we could operate if we did all this stuff, but now you're going to start limiting us. And then they're going to start looking and saying, wait a minute, the data on this. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then they might start changing their tune a little bit because that's what has to happen here. Mom and pop are being shut down. Main street's being shut down. So you've got to have the larger people, the larger players have to start coming in and making a difference at some point. And I think this step, if this is indeed the case in some of these states, these U.S. states, then I think that's going to be uh, the key in, in having that tide turned in that direction. Just my opinion. They'll have more of a pull than us as the, yes. the average person because they'll be able to go to the politician and be like, look, you guys either slow down on the regulation or we're going to stop um, donating to your funds. We're going to stop donating to your communities or, you know, or we're going to pull out of your com communities. So, I mean, they, they have more of a pull because they can kick them right in the pocketbook. We we can't uh, right. not like corporations. So here's the thing, though. Back, back to the Santa thing. We'll just round off on the Santa thing. This is also another thing that's that families would go to shopping malls for. I mean, I think shopping malls are pretty much they're, they're more or less dead anyway. So this is another thing that that parents would take their kids to the malls for would be to see Santa. Right. Talk to Santa. Well, I mean, the, the foot traffic in malls have been. Uh, have been dropping for years. And just according to Credit Suisse alone, shopping malls, and this is pre-pandemic I'm about to talk about, shopping malls alone in the U.S. were set to drop by 50% just this past year without the pandemic. That was according to a report put out by Credit Suisse. So the malls were in trouble anyway. And this is further going to uh, to knock down their uh, their holiday, which is their their holiday spending, because this is the biggest time of the year for them. If malls are going to make any money, now's going to be the time. But Santa booking companies are reporting a 40% drop-off in appointments this year because of the pandemic, which 
by the way, isn't even a pandemic anymore, I don't think. I think the CDC actually just removed it from the pandemic list. Uh, but here's the other problem. The Santas, which you say, are in that usually a lot of them are up there in age. You know, they're, um, they're the ones that are playing uh, Father Christmas. They're dropping off, not just because of the cancellations, but they're dropping off because they're looking at it for a concern of their own health. If they come in contact with something like that, they're they're dropping out of it because of that. So. Also reading in, in more recent um, storefront, you know, um, activity, Black Friday was actually down 52% compared to last year. Was it? I was wondering what those numbers were going to be like this year. And that, well, that kind of answers it. But Santa's, right? Most of them, like I said, they're, most of them are in their 70s and 80s. They've got health conditions such as diabetes, right? Which is going to put them at a, at a risk of having an underlying condition if they contract COVID. And, and this could be, uh, it could be fatal for them. In the, uh, in the fact that a lot of these, these companies are trying to adjust to uh, <clears throat> the new normal, Right. Mall owners, I guess they've spent months and they spent tens of thousands of dollars and they've been trying to reimagine uh, Santa in the in the coronavirus era. Right. With all this snow globe garbage and the uh, uh, the sitting on a saddle on a on a reindeer that's a fake reindeer that's six feet away, social distance behind a, a glass acrylic thing. Whatever, I don't know. But they say that their goal is to spread the holiday cheer, but not the virus because we have Christmas with COVID, according to a. Um, Uh, a Santa Claus booking company in Phoenix, they say that Santa can't give out hugs or candy canes this year. Why can't you give out candy canes? That's ridiculous. Why can't you put them in a, why why can't you put, put them out there one at a time and just say, all right, go ahead and take one. Why, why in the world can't you do that? That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, another venue, this is going to hurt for the holidays. Um, This is kind of meant as a joke. The Hallmark movies. How are you going to be able to have your Hallmark movie if you're socially distanced? I'm sorry. It was. A- I, I'm confused on that one. Uh, the Hallmark movies during the holidays. There's usually some romance. Yeah, it's a man hater. No, no, that's a lifetime. I'm sorry. Uh, the um, the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, the uh, yeah some romance well, thing. Whatever. Yeah. Some bad corporation comes in or whatever, and it's usually some kind of evil whatever. But anyway, it's uh, yeah, either the dude or the chick is finds romance again from a, a past. But anyway, if they're social distancing, there can be no romance. And all oh, right, uh, right, right, right. Well, what if they're what if they're both wearing masks? Yeah, uh, that, that's really romantic. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what that's part of the advice here. But um, anyway, as I was saying, Santa can't give out hugs or candy canes this year, but people still want to see Santa. Said 70 year old Mark Brenneman, who's been playing Santa for 50 years. And I quote here his final statement. He says they want hope and they want normal. That's what people want. They want normal. Forget this hope. These idiots that are in politics, these idiots that are using politics to fuel science and fuel medical decisions. Do you understand how insane this is? Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, let's say for the sake of arguments that you believe one of these uh, these manufacturers of these uh, 90% effective vaccine, which is complete nonsense. Anyway, I'll let GP talk about that in a second. And he'll explain how they actually do that. But even if this was a solution, understand something, even if it was a 100% fix, they're not interested, the politicians, they're not interested in a fix for this. They have too much power at the moment over all of this. Why on earth would they give up that power? If they have a solution to this problem, that's which again, I, I've said it before, they've given us a problem with no solution. That's why we continue to, to squabble and, and quarrel over these little things and quibble over these little things, because there is no solution to this problem. Well, I, I hate to say that because there is a solution to this problem. And I think we all know what that is at this point. And you're all nodding your heads in agreements, being quiet. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, we all know what the solution to this problem is. Those masks are only coming off one way. And that's all I'm going to say on it. I, I actually wanted you to explain the how they're coming up with these these uh, percentages on these vaccines real quick. They're lying. That's how they come up with the percentages. Well, they're just doubling up on the if you really want to go on the percentages on the vaccines. Well, they're saying it's actually 90. 48. And it's not 90. I don't know, I know why they keep saying 90. If you read it, even if you read, just read what they've come out with their documentation, they'll tell you it's 40 percent, 48 percent. But after multiple inoculants. Is that's how they're coming up with it. They're just doubling up on how they're saying 90%, which if you don't get a vaccine, you're at 92%, I believe. So I'm confused how this is going to be working out. And then also it's got some simple problems where if you get the vaccine, it actually, if you do end up getting the virus, it's much worse for you. So there's, there's a whole lot of problems that we're having with this. Wait, they're saying you're at 92% if you don't get a vaccine? You're right now 92%. 
Yeah, that's what they're saying, that's, even that's though we're what in, they're saying. That's what they're saying. All right, I, I'm just trying to understand because the fatality rate of it is 0.14. Mm-hmm. So and we only have four cases of people getting COVID twice. And those are all very sketchy. Okay, you have to look at how they word things. What they're wording is that 92% is actually people without symptoms. So, oh, so what they're saying is you get the vaccine. They're counting those in eight, just so I'm clear, they're counting Uh, those as asymptomatic cases. Uh huh. Wow. That is, it, it, it depends upon the study, though. Each one, like Mercer and all the, all these guys have different ways of wording what they're doing. So it's all, it's just political and legal mumbo jumbo in order to get funding in order to progress something or to to pacify the american populace well i think all they're doing i think it's more than the american populace because if you look at uh, as we were talking just uh, you know briefly offline about moderna right that's bill gates's company moderna yeah yeah yeah, here's a company that's that that has been formed in 2010 okay and then Mm -hmm. they've developed a number of vaccines between 2010 and now i think nine major ones to be fair no, they were all so, super effective, right? They were all fantastic. They all worked <laughs> flawlessly, right? Right? Uh, yeah, not a single one worked. Not a single vaccine ever developed by Moderna has been a viable product. More than that, correct me if I'm wrong, but a vaccine, technically, when it's being developed and it goes before the FDA to have approval, has to be on or around 40%. Is that right? Effectiveness? I'm not sure on that one. You're not sure on that one? Okay. Well, no. I, it's my understanding that's, that's you. Okay. All right. Well, nonetheless, regardless, it doesn't matter, I think, in this case, by the point I'm about to make, none of the vaccines that were put to the FDA for approval by Moderna have ever been approved. And now, now, all of a sudden, they just magically come up with this one that's like 92.5% or whatever it is, 95.2%. Well, I don't know. You're telling me that a company that's never developed a viable product, same thing with Novavax, right? That company was on bankrupt. That company was on the verge of bankruptcy. And here comes here comes Bill Gates with billions of dollars. And now all of a sudden, the U.S. and the U.K. are expected to spend billions of dollars and pounds and get hundreds of millions of doses developed by this company that was formed in 1987 that's never created a viable vaccine ever. And now all of a sudden, we've got 90 percent effective rates, which you just explained. How they're coming mm-hmm. up with those numbers? We've got they 90% also don't effect- placebo effects either. They're not releasing. That's part of the study that they're not releasing. I would like to see, you know, the entire study. A lot of it's being held back, so you can't like see, you know, how many people were just getting saline water and also being exposed and seeing its effective rate. I, I, the reason most of the time that you don't see that is because it actually worked better than the medication themselves. So I can see the the report. And uh, if you re- if you receive our medication you will get a 92% effective rate. But if you receive saline water, it's 94. So yeah, you know, you, <laughs> I, I would like to see these reports, but they, 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 don't, they don't release them. They only give you the, the first parts of it. And yeah, just that's the thing. The we know nothing. That's a good point you bring up there because we know nothing about, uh, about the clinical trials of, mm-hmm. of these companies. They just all of a sudden, they just appear here. They, they mm-hmm. just magically appear here. And say, hey, all of a sudden we've got we've got the Holy Grail. We've got something that's a 90 percent effective rate. And how about the fact, correct me if I'm wrong here, but how about the fact that I think we might already have a 90 percent herd immunity to it? Would that play a part in any of these uh, percentages that they're throwing out there? Possibly that way, if you take one and then it it has the placebo effect that you're talking about, people will psychologically think, oh, it's because we're doing mass vaccinations on everybody. That's why we're mm-hmm. seeing improvements. The other th- yes. You know, talking about uh, approval rates and whatnot, the, the other thing is, is masks, right? So they're not showing us the research papers on masks. The, the one research paper that came out, was it, um, uh, I believe it was Denmark? Was it Denmark? Yeah, the yeah. Danish one. They, they showed yeah. the, they did a control group. I think it was of 30 people on masks. 3,000. I'm sorry, how much? 3,000. 3,000, okay. The research paper I'm talking about is 3,000. And uh, the mask group had a 1.9% infection rate. The non-mask group had a 2.1% infection rate. rate. In other words, masks helped 0.3%. That's it. And the the, the catch with that is, is that 0.3% is within their margin of error. So we're not even sure that masks really help at all, but nobody will peer review it because none, none of the papers will take it or none of the uh, journals will take it and peer review it 
because nobody wants to be associated with it. Nobody wants to be the one that says, oh, masks don't work. Yeah, because they'll get their teeth kicked in by the political agenda. That's the problem. They'll lose money. As, as every, yeah, they'll lose money. They'll lose funding. These people are going to take everything anyway. Do, do you understand? They are going to bulldoze everything, everything, all of it. It's all got to go under this great reset. It's all got to go. Now, over to Disney, right? Everybody knows Disney. Whether you're a U.S. citizen or not, everybody knows Disney. Disney's theme parks, right? Which those places are not what they used to be, and they're not what they appear to be now. Completely different thing. Disney is going to lay off 4,000 more employees because of COVID-19. Now, is this so, Disneyland specifically? Uh, this is Orla- This is coming out of Orlando, Florida. Uh, no, this is coming out of Orlando, Florida. The Walt Disney Company announced plans to lay off 4,000 more employees, largely due to the effects of COVID-19. Uh, The announcement by the company was made in a U.S. Security and Exchange Commission filing earlier this week, saying 32,000 employees at the parks, experiences and products divisions will be terminated in the first half of fiscal year 2021. So you're going to lose 30. You're going to ax 32,000 employees. You're going to get rid of 32,000 employees. And the firing started last month in late September. And I remember when they announced this in late September, the company had announced plans at that time to terminate 28,000 theme park workers. And the company didn't say how many of the additional 4,000 work at either California or Florida. They didn't specify. But in the document that they filed with the SEC, uh, which was the day before Thanksgiving, the company, you like how they do that, right? As everybody's gone home for the, yeah, as everybody went home. So Uh nobody's paying attention. Right, right. The company said that it also put 37,000 employees not scheduled for termination on furlough as a result of the pandemic, which they'll they'll just quietly start getting rid of them later down the line. So due to the current climate, this is a statement by um, that was on the document. It says due to the current climate, including COVID, including COVID-19 impacts. So what? There's more. There's more than that. Is that what that is? You know something? If old man Walt Disney was alive, this wouldn't be happening. I can tell you this wouldn't be happening. It says due to the current climate, I can only that word right there stands out to me is that one right there. And I'm betting that that might have something to do with it. Due to the current climate, including COVID-19 impacts and changing environment in which we are operating. Well, who said it's changing? You're the ones making the changes. They're probably also meaning the social justice warrior stuff. Exactly. uh, As well. Exactly. They're changing the agenda by jumping on board with it. That's the problem. They're conforming. So they're changing. It's not that the world is changing. It's that they are helping to facilitate that change. They're making that happen. The company has generated efficiencies in its staffing, including limiting hiring to critical business roles, furloughs and reductions in force, the document said. The company also said that they're going to make more cuts in spending, such as reducing film and television content uh, and additional furloughs and layoffs. Well, to be honest with you, I, I think all Disney movies and their productions have been garbage for the last 20 years. I think it's been terrible. They, they have actually talked about going into being just a provider now or like a service and just doing a subscription system or, or it's Disney basically similar to what Netflix and at uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. But I, the people that I talk to that have it, they say that there's nothing on it. Nothing new. If you want to watch the old classics, obviously they'll be there. That's about it. Or I guess if you want to watch Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. What is this Mandalorian I hear everybody talking about? Star Wars. Come on. If it's not it's episodes, good. if it's not episodes one through six, I don't care. Is it is it good, GP? It is good. I've, it I've is watched good. I've watched the whole thing, and I don't want to spoil a lot of stuff, but I can tell you that every, something that everybody knows. It's not Baby Yoda, but it yeah. is the same kind of. By the character. way, one of the one of the female actors from that Star Wars meant whatever this is. I, I just yes. I read I read earlier today one of the female actors in that she's has, getting hammered. She's, she's getting, getting hammered. hammered. Yeah, because yeah. she said something about how masks are nonsense and all that stuff. And oh, yeah, she's they're calling for her firing and her her ruination and all the rest of it. She's an ex MMA fighter like the, the, the woman. She can handle herself, I, I, I think, in this scenario. But um, as far as um, TV shows are, are, are concerned, Mandalorian does uh, somewhat intrigue me because I'm, I'm I know a bit about the Mandalorian uh, lore, if you will. And it's uh, it's interesting. So in Florida, the company has been limiting attendance at its parks and changing protocols to allow for social distancing by limiting characters meet and greets. I guess they weren't following the Santa protocols, the Christmas with COVID and putting up acrylic uh, barriers in between you and the Disney characters. You know, I've been to Disney in in Florida and 
you know, all the parks, you know, Epcot, you know, well, I don't even know if Epcot's still there anymore, Universal and all the rest of them. Uh, I've been down there. I had family that lived in Orlando and every summer it was Disney, Disney, Disney. So, I mean, it was, it was fun as a kid, but now, I mean, what, what are you going to go bankrupt as a company? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to torpedo the, con- the, the company because of this? Because a bunch of sick control freaks, you're going to torpedo your company for that, for, for these slugs, for this garbage cabal of international crooks. You're going to torpedo your company for that. Disney parks closed in March as the pandemic started to rage throughout the U.S. But the Florida parks reopened in the summer, but with the new restrictions, right? New normal. But the California parks have yet to reopen pending state and local government approvals. Well, I guess if they open with mass gatherings, they're going to have their electricity and their water shut off. So yeah, what's the point? You've got Disney just down the road from you, GP. It didn't open, did it? No. Anyway. Because people are dropping. Yeah, right. People were dropping. We are going to have to go. We are out of time today. GP, it wasn't expecting you today, but it's good to see you. Glad you made it in. Oh, thank you. Glad you had a good Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm glad your shoulder's all healed up now. Uh, I hope you got that liver problem taken care of. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I hope so, too. <laughs> I actually, I, no, honestly, I, I genuinely, I learned something new today. You taught me something new today. I learned that uh, having a, a, a fatty liver can cause pain in your shoulder, your right shoulder specifically. Right. That is that is absolutely fascinating because that's, those are the last two things that I would associate with um, of something that could be a compounding problem. You know, uh, liver and, and shoulder pain. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't expect that. But anyway, yeah, it's from a high carbohydrate, low protein diet. We'll have to talk about that one of these days, but we're going to have to go. So for those of you who have not, you'd like to please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all of your likes and your echoes and your comments and your feedback. Uh, I've gotten some. Uh, uh, some echoes from some of you all this week and uh, gotten some likes, a uh, lot of likes and uh, and some feedback from all of you. And thank you all very much. You can follow me over there at Jay Anderson 3 and you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along to friends, family, and known associates, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts to give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce and GP, thank you guys for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening, because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you, and we love freedom and independence, and together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.